Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. This is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, the man who made a joke about having a KFC hat during the Oilers' playoff run this season, Leon Dreisaitl, bringing you back to Inside Sports tonight. Thanks for tuning into the show. Football in this time slot tomorrow. Dave Campbell will bring us a preview in a couple minutes. Elks against the Stampeders, 5.30 countdown to kickoff. The game will start at 7. I can tell you the uh, Edmonton Stingers, not a good night tonight for them on the road against the Niagara River Lines. It is a 97-69 win for Niagara. So the Stingers drop to 7-6 and six on the se- on the year. The Edmonton Riverhawks on the road tonight. They're just getting underway in Bellingham against the Bellingham Bells. Uh, 7-4 loss last night for the Riverhawks, who were doing okay in their first season in the league. They are at 11-16. and 16. Team Brick Alberta played early this morning. They started just after 9 against the Boston Junior Bruins at West Edmonton Mall in the Brick Invitational. A 4-2 win for Team Brick, so they're 3-0. and They play twice tomorrow. If you want to go to the mall early, 7-30 against the Montreal Canadiens and then 5-30 in the afternoon against the Connecticut Junior Rangers. Uh, all the games going on at West Edmonton Mall throughout the week. Team Brick, uh, the Brick Invitational, great event. We've had a couple segments on the show this week talking about that. Uh, also, let you know, the Blue Jays played this afternoon and they won 2-1 over the Oakland A's to snap a five-game losing streak. Bo Bichette tie-breaking homer in the eighth to put the Jays ahead. The Montreal Alouettes, and I'm going to ask Dave about this in our chat coming up. Now, uh, Danny Machocha back coaching the team. He's also the GM firing head coach Kahari Jones today. And Baker, we'll have to have Jack Michaels on in the next few days to talk about this. Baker Mayfield done with the Cleveland Browns. They've traded the former number, uh, number one overall pick to Carolina for a future pick. Uh, Mayfield, of course, had been pushed out of his starting job when the Browns got Deshaun Watson. So, uh, bit of an update there for some other things going on in the world of sports okay he's the producer of this show he's our color analyst for the elks broadcast here on 6 30 jed he's my buddy dave campbell dave how are you doing uh doing great reed how you doing my man i am doing very well uh gonna be a fun couple days here we got the draft starting tomorrow more draft stuff on friday and of course elks and stampeders coming up tomorrow at the brickfield at uh Commonwealth Stadium. So Trey Ford, no funny business with the depth chart today. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's he's starting. He's playing the whole game. All that fun stuff. Now there wasn't funny business last week, even though some people well, tried right. to say there it, was funny business. It was surprising last week, and I wondered if if Trey Ford was actually going to. But I guess no big shocks from the uh, depth chart. I'll put it that no, way. No, no, and uh, you know considering the amount of changes from week one to two, of course the Elks got blasted in. BC play stadium 59-15 at the hands of the BC Lions there was 11 changes there's just one change this week because Tanner Green their starting fullback is on the six game injured list with what they're calling a core muscle injury so 
none of the starters really change except we're we're just seeing a swap at middle linebacker with uh um with uh Brady Sheldon moving into a, a, a more of a reserve role so we can play more special teams uh and Ben Davis starting at middle linebacker but yeah uh Trey Ford's going to start and I'm really curious to see what he can do in his first home start and how he can build off of last week's uh, game which you know offensively it was it was very vanilla in a lot of ways as far as production goes although what what they did very well as an offense is uh, they didn't turn the ball over very much and they kept the the team on the field or the offense on the field and they kept racking up first downs but you know Trey Ford lived in the uh, zero to nine yard range where he was 13 of 21 he was two of four in the in the intermediate range of 10 to 19 and then the uh 20 plus he was 0 for 1 that was the interception the intended target being Darrell Walker so you know what can he do to to kind of keep the progression going and uh it's a tough defense to play in the Calgary Stampeders even though they have struggled at times this year especially with their secondary but they'll get a a pretty key piece back in that in Trey Roberson uh on the on the uh, boundary corner position but uh, the thing I like about Trey Ford Reed is, you know, I try to read quarterbacks, not just with their ability, but how their demeanor is leading up to a game. And uh, I, I watched him very closely last week in, uh, in Hamilton uh, when we, when we spoke with him day before the game and saw him all week and saw him again, you know, this week um, and today he looks even keel. He looks like he's ready for this. He wants this. Um, it's not too big for him as far as the moment goes. He, there's going to be games where he's not going to play very well, but it's how he bounces back. So we'll see. It's only one start. He gets a second start tomorrow. Definitely with his legs and his mobility, he can he can throw different things at the Stan Peters compared to what Nick Arbuckle was able to to do back in week three in that 30 to 23 loss. So I'm really curious to see what Trey Ford can do uh, offensively in, in leading the uh, leading the troops tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I think you said a relatively safe performance against Hamilton, which is good. Uh, I mean, you know, you don't want to turn the ball over. He did have the one interception on the long throw to Darrell Walker, which I thought, Dave, was the right decision on the play. Yeah. He just needed about another yard or two on that ball. And you know my thoughts on Chris Jones and, and McAdoo as the offensive coordinator. They're They're kind of a fascinating philosophy because there yeah. might be a lot of play calls that are – uh conservative but we we also know they they do like the explosive plays if they can get them and I, and I think in the cfl i know about ball control all that kind of stuff but you have to g get chunks of yardage at some point and it can't just be a short throw and yak because teams will take that away from you if that's all you're trying to do so i wonder if we're going to see i hope we see a couple more deep shots in this game yeah and it's not that trey ford is incapable of 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 completing those type of throws those explosion plays it's just i think when you're in the beginning of a career and you're starting out i think you want to give him okay we're going to give you these little bits see if you can execute those if you can then we keep giving you a little little more a little more a little more um the throw to darrell walker you're right he should have put a little bit more air on that but it was a pretty pretty good throw for the most part just a little bit more air uh, but I do agree with you in this league, especially, you know, with the, with a change with the hash marks, there's more opportunities to, to make uh, bigger plays in the league. Uh, so we have to see where Trey Ford can get to at this point, but I don't know how much we'll see of that tomorrow. 
Um, I think you're you're going to see more of the same from what you saw in Hamilton last week. You know, attack with his feet, uh, make the simple throws. But if the opportunities do arise, we'll, we'll see if he can make those plays. I mean, only one attempt past 20 yards. That's that's not a, you know, that's not a lot. I mean, you compare that. I think Bo Levi Mitchell had eight against the Elks and he completed six. So that's uh, that's you know, it just shows you. I mean, Bo Levi Mitchell, Trey Ford. It's just that they're on different planes, right? So uh, you're right, but I think Chris Jones is content with a very close game, a low-scoring game. Let his defense kind of dictate things, and we're still waiting for that. Reed, I mean. Yeah, they won last week, but they had to rally from 13 points down. That fourth mm-hmm. quarter they played against the Tiger Cats, that's exceptional. That's the type of football you want to play in all three phases. The first quarter and a half, you were pretty much uh, queasy because it wasn't very fun to watch. It was it was pretty bad football. So they're still waiting for that 60-minute effort. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see what, uh, what Trey Ford is able to execute tomorrow and if uh, – if Stephen McAdoo, the offensive coordinator, is more comfortable attacking deep with Trey Ford, because again, I don't think it's a it's it's that he can't do it. I think he can, but you know, putting him in the in the in the position where you want to make sure that he'll be able to complete it and that he won't put the team in a in a bad position where it's a costly turnover, which uh, you know, what you never want to do on the on the field as an offense. All right, Dave Campbell joining us tonight, getting you ready for the Elks and Stampeders on 6.30, Ched, tomorrow. Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium, 7 o'clock kickoff. Our coverage starts at 5.30. Uh, what is the, like, or, the, the now there wasn't a season in 2020, obviously, but right. still they didn't win a home. Are we going back to the fall of 2019 for the last home win? Well, I know what you're talking about. Oh, there it is. Yep. <laughs> yes. Sadly. Yes. It was a game against the BC Lions. It was the game when uh, Mike Michael Riley broke his wrist. Uh, if you remember very early yeah, in the football right. game and Logan Kilgore uh, led the team to a win. And uh, remember he had the very gross where he bit his tongue and he had the bloody tongue the whole darn game. And it looked, it looked like uh it looked like out of a horror movie after the game when he took the picture. So that's the last time we have seen a win, Reed. That's nine games. That is a franchise record, and that is a dubious one. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been too long, and obviously a lot of the games last season, uh, home and away, the ones they lost, most of them weren't overly close. So no. uh, yeah, I mean we've three close games here for the Elks in a row this year. They just got to try to get on the happy side of that more often than not. News out of Montreal today. Uh, what's going on with our old buddy Danny Machocha? Oh well, uh, well let's just get right to it. Danny Machocha is now the new head coach of the Montreal Alouettes. Kahari Jones has been let go. Uh, and I believe Jones was the offensive coordinator as well. So uh, I did not see if Danny Machocha will will take the offensive coordinator reins. I think he will. Also, Baron Miles, who was a former assistant coach with the with the Edmonton football team, uh, defensive backs coach. He was the DBs coach and the defensive coordinator. He's out, and a familiar name, No Thorpe, will take on both uh, roles. So they're one in three. Uh, they they have a bit of a quarterback controversy, although I think Trevor Harris has now become the number one quarterback over Vernon Adams right now, which uh, I don't think any of us expected. It, it, it's a little bizarre what's happening in uh, in Montreal because there's a lot of belief that Danny Machocha is pulling strings from behind the scenes. And if you go back to their uh, first or second game of the season, um, they played the Toronto Argos. I think it was their second game. They played the Toronto Argos in Toronto. And Vernon Adams starts the game 
and he's two for four. And then about early to midway through the second quarter, he is yanked. And here's Trevor Harris. There was really no reason to yank Vernon Adams. He wasn't injured. Um, really, there wasn't any issues with his play. So that kind of tells me um, we're not, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're not seeing Kahari Jones kind of run things here, you know, on the field. I think Danny Machocha, there's a lot of talk about the managers pulling strings from behind the scenes. Um, and I thought eventually it was going to come to this. I mean, Danny Machocha gets his way usually, and we've seen it here in Edmonton. Um, it's it's just strange, you know, and, and, and the good thing that Danny Machocha did was get into the good books of the new owner, that's Gary Stern, who is very active on Twitter, if you've noticed. Uh, he's, he tweets all the time. Um, but, you know, they're one in three. There's a desperate sit- situation there. Machocha is uh, someone that wants to succeed as a CFL manager, now as a head coach in, in, in Montreal. I mean, the thing is, he's, he's not well-liked here. He is loved in Montreal. He is absolutely loved there. And we know what he did with the University of Montreal Carabin, uh, leading them to a Vanier Cup. They've been a very successful program. But um, I think Kahari Jones was put in a very tough situation just because I don't think he had total control of what was happening on the field. And now Danny Machocha, who sounds like was pulling strings from behind the scenes, is now the man in the you know in the in, in in complete focus now which is in a lot of ways that's what danny likes so we'll see how this works um i don't know what the room is going to be like because kahari jones was quite popular among uh the group so i don't know what the reaction will be from them, from them okay all right appreciate that update dave hey look forward to seeing you at the stadium tomorrow man gonna be fun battle of alberta can't wait buddy see you then that is Dave Campbell filling you in on the Elks and Stamps coming up tomorrow night. Also a little bit on the changes in Montreal. Danny Machocha, now the coach and GM of the Alouettes. He fires Kahari Jones. He will take over on the sidelines for the rest of uh, the season. The Alouettes did beat Saskatchewan first half of a home and home and then lost the uh, second. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply half of that series in Regina 748 gonna call a quick timeout it's inside sports on Chet inside sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H Brown and Associates Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers okay head coach Chris Jones looking forward to seeing Trey Ford play quarterback against the Stamps Trey does, you know, give us an opportunity to do some things. They're going to have to contend with him in space, and it's tough to it's tough just to put one guy. They can put a spy on him, but you know, you're either going to have to all out pressure him, or you're going to have to put one one or more on him in order to to keep him, you know, in contain because he certainly can move around as good as anybody in the league, and and uh, and is is he's got a much better arm than what people think. And after that game against Hamilton last week and a uh, week of practice Trey Ford feels his confidence growing uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I felt like I went through a similar kind of phase in university. My first year was more of a, 
you know, run heavy and getting the ball out quick kind of thing and then developing and becoming more of a pocket passer after that. So I feel like this is going to be the same kind of adjustment. A lot of focus on how the quarterback is going to play tomorrow. What about that Elks defense? They took the game over on Friday in Hamilton, scored the winning touchdown, but the previous week in Calgary against the Stampeders, Chris Jones saying they weren't very fundamentally sound. If we just keep leverage, we we tackle better. We didn't tackle worth anything down there in Calgary. We didn't keep leverage, which gave them seven points uh, right before the half. We lose contain in the fourth quarter when they throw the ball up the up the seam on us. Uh, you know, so so a lot of things are are basic, and uh, it's frustrating for me as a coach. Just you know, this is basic stuff that we've been working on since day one, and unfortunately, we're still making errors. And so if we can correct those errors, then and, uh, then maybe it gives us an opportunity to win the game. Yeah, penalties too. Uh, the Elks taken a lot of unnecessary penalties overall this season, and in Hamilton, especially early in the game, they were able to survive. But I talked about that lining up offside, committing a no yards penalty on a ball that's already bouncing around, and you should be able to back off the guy. Things like that. If they can clean up some of those mistakes, I think they have a chance to hang in there against uh, anybody. So tomorrow, five thirty for the countdown to kickoff game at seven. Elks uh, home to the Stampeders tomorrow night. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to two tomorrow. Plenty more to tee up the NHL draft and get some memories of Brian Marchment as well. My uh, Twitter poll is going to run until Bob's show tomorrow. It'll go until noon. We got over a thousand votes in the last couple of hours. My goodness, this is better turnout than there would be for an election. Which of these goalies would you most like to see with the Oilers next season? Well, Jack Campbell does indeed have the edge at 38.2%. Ville Husso, who played for the St. Louis Blues last season, coming in at second place, 33.6%. And the cup champ, Darcy Kemper, third out of three at 28.2%. But tell your friends to vote, and we'll see where we wind up for fun. Oilers picking 29th. General Manager Ken Holland says he doesn't expect to move that pick. He expects to pick 29th. And we were talking about the goaltending because he also said today that he recently had breakfast with Mike Smith and said Mike Smith still feeling pretty banged up after going through everything he did last season so no Miko Koskinen on the roster he's gone to Europe maybe Mike Smith retires or is on long-term injured reserve so maybe Stuart Skinner's your backup Oilers looking for a starter and it's pretty good chance it could be one of those three guys I was just talking about. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Working back at the studio tonight, Derek Scott and Chris Gardner. Thanks for listening. My name's Reed. Take care. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.